It's, uh, I don't know what to do for the insult intro, though. Yeah, I was thinking about that. Um, I don't know, man. Yeah, it's um, weird when it's just me and you, and like we've not interviewed anyone, and it's like one of you guys are amateurs, huh? It's because you guys are amateurs. <laughs> one, two, three, four. Welcome to Amateur Hour. My name is Chris Davis, and joining me as always is the soccer goose himself. It's Ben Gosshorn. How's it going, Ben? Doing well. Doing really good. How are you doing? I'm okay. This feels weird. We're uh, doing our first ever uh, podcast uh, via Skype, Um, at least, you know, with just me and you. I'm used to seeing you across the table drinking your coffee or beer or what have you, and I'm just sitting here talking in a mic. It feels weird. Yeah, it's uh, a, not like reverse roles, but it's like a chain of senior, change of scenery, I guess. It's yeah, interesting. Yeah. Pretty strange, but I, I, I'll yeah. make it through. But uh, one of the reasons that we are talking via Skype is you were able to go down to Greenville uh, for the Carolina Classico, while I, unfortunately, was not at the last moment. Um, and, but before you tell me about that, I just want to just quickly let people know just the other little things that happened in amateur soccer this weekend. Seeing as how... It's been kind of uh, just a slow start. Uh, really, the only thing of note is the game we mentioned last week, NCFC hosting Lions Bridge. That ended with a Lions Bridge 1-0 victory, I think. I know they won, um, but mm. there was no stream or video or anything. So uh, that's pretty much all the info I have for people. But uh, <laughs> that happened. And then, like, uh, like Wake versus Dynamo ended in a nil-nil draw. You know, just pretty standard stuff. Nothing too exciting to mention other than the Carolina Classico. Yeah, it was uh, it was fun going down there. We weren't able to do uh, any podcast there, unfortunately, uh, just due to the, the weather forecast wasn't uh, conducive to uh, use electronics outside, mm. <laughs> to put it simply. But um, yeah, it was really cool going down there. Uh, they, of course, were playing in a, a new stadium, um, a new old stadium, I guess you could say, <laughs> um, which I had never been to before either. I had... Uh, I'd been by it a couple times and, and, and kind of got my uh, understood where it was in correlation to downtown and that kind of thing. But um, yeah, it was it was really cool. Got to go there for the for the tailgate and, and everything like that. Um, had a, had a really good time. I mean, it, it was good hanging out with uh, Milltown operatives and, and all that kind of thing. Um, and of course, with uh, South Slope Blues as well. So it was it was a really good core there too especially considering the weather i was a little uh curious how that was going to be because i've been to a number of games where rain or thunderstorms are uh on the forecast and it just kind of kills attendance but i I think it was a good good showing and a a good tailgate and everything like that now now did you guys end up doing the whole the games before the match no, so what what the plan was is we were going to do uh, Dizzy Bat PKs at mm-hmm. halftime. But, of course, what ended up happening was um, the, the rain held up all day until halftime, of course. Yeah. So we got a, a lightning delay, so we had to pretty much leave the stadium, that kind of thing. So we, we weren't able to do it, unfortunately. 
Mm. Probably for the best because if we did try to do it in the rain, it would have been even worse. Lots um, of slip and falls. <laughs> yeah, it would. I had signed up for it too, so it would. Oh been, boy. Yeah, the the idea of uh, doing that after a few beers and spinning around and the the soppy uh, turf would have been uh, too many things. Just too many things going on to kick a soccer ball, but. Uh, yeah, we unfortunately didn't do that, but I, I did get to see the, uh, what is it called? The, uh, the Keg of the Covenant? Yes, Keg of the Covenant, which is... Yeah, explain that for our listeners. So the Keg of the Covenant is a, uh, I guess it was spray painted gold. I, I didn't get a exact uh, um, ruling on it, but it was basically spray painted gold keg mm-hmm. that had um, some hooks on both sides for the... The handles, of course. In one side was was blue with a white stripe. Obviously, the the South, the Asheville City, their color scheme. And then the other one was uh, uh, green and gold for, mm. for Rainbow FC. Uh, and it, it was really cool. It's basically like a uh, something that'll go to with the different supporters. So let's say um, we kept it here because it was a draw, but we technically had it last year in, in essence, or we had we won the. Carolina Classico, so it stayed with uh, with us in Greenville, and we'll take that to games. We'll take that to different things like that. Um, and let's say like people are in the playoffs, they'll take it as well. But it, it, it's pretty cool too because they're going to be um, I figured exactly how they're going to be doing, but they're going to be putting the score for each um, matchup on the keg as well. Hmm. Uh, each matchup going down the years and it's it's a pretty sizable cake so we'll be able to do that for a while so it's hmm. it's a really cool thing they got there i think it's uh i want to say i mean i think there's a, a pretty decent good number of uh supporter group um trophies that are going around but it's it's cool to see that kind of thing because it's it's something that uh the supporters get to hold on to Rather than, uh, I guess, the, the trophy necessarily for the clubs. So it was pretty Yeah, cool so I was that. wondering, is it like just is it like a replacement for that Classico log, or is it just like the fans' version of it to be able to take it around? Fans' version, essentially, is what it is, because the, mm-hmm. uh, the log, I think, just basically stays in the uh, – it stays in the office for Greenville FC so they can right. uh, tweet photos of it to uh, right. tend to Asheville City. Mm. <laughs> Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that yeah. makes sense. That's, I mean, that's fun. I, I really like the idea of writing the scores of previous games on it. So uh, that's pretty mm-hmm. fun. Uh, so so it'll just be who gets to take it over the next year and draws or uh, it stays with whoever already had it. So uh, okay, well, that's pretty cool. Yep. That's pretty cool. I'm sure Asheville folks will be motivated to try to take that back from you guys uh, later on in the season. Yeah. So uh, the tailgate was pretty fun, all things considered, with the rain and all that, and. Um, you guys weren't able to do the dizzy um, PK, so what are y'all going to do? Y'all are just going to try to cram everything in uh, in Asheville? Yeah, I guess we're going to have to do – I didn't get an official ruling on that, I guess. But, yeah, I guess we're just going to have to play a, a whole host of games uh, mm. later on with that. But uh, but it'll be good. I think we'll have to cross our fingers that the, the forecast will be a little bit better up there. You never know with Asheville because it's – uh, of course, mountainous up there, so it mm-hmm. kind of tends to rain there a lot. But as long as the thunderstorms aren't there, it'll make it a little bit easier. Yeah, for sure. So, so as far as uh, what can you tell me about on the field? I don't want to do like a thirty-minute deep dive, breaking down the tactics and everything. But it seemed like it was a pretty crazy game the way things went about. It really was because uh, the way the game started, it was kind of back and forth. The, the teams were kind of getting there. 
feeling each other out and figure out what they were going to be able to do. And nobody was really putting a stamp on the match. Um, and the first goal that Asheville City scored was – I don't want to discredit it because it was a, it was a far post cross, man on a run, just complete, kind of kept caught the Greenville FC keeper in poor position in some ways. Um, mm-hmm. Just a really good header on the far post. And but it was a really good play by Asheville City. Um, mm-hmm. But by no means was it like a, 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 a I guess your homerism showing. Maybe a little bit, maybe. <laughs> but uh, but I, but I didn't feel that like Asheville City was dominating the game. I guess you could say. So they scored that goal, and then things were. I think it was a minute later, maybe three minutes later at the most. They scored a very similar goal. I think off a. Corner. It was a set piece, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken, at the least. But I think it was a corner, but a, a, a far post uh, header into the goal. So, and that was it. Was it was really interesting too because I think that was right about the 30th, 33rd minute. They were up 2-0. Mm-hmm. So we were about 10, 15 minutes or so from halftime, and you could feel the the weather changing. Like there was a huge cloud coming our way. It was doing the normal. The wind was gusting, the temperature was dropping, and I was like, well, this is going to be interesting. We may get to halftime. Mm-hmm. But um, we did make it to halftime. They had a, a thunderstorm delay, and um, I'll admit I was a bad fan at halftime. I didn't know, I didn't think we were going to come back and play, so I went up to this pizza place up the road, um, <laughs> like literally down the road. I ordered a, a little pizza and some wings with a friend of mine and a mm-hmm. beer, and we go to, right when we order our food, this guy comes in that was at the game, and he's like, oh yeah, this kid was telling us that they're about to play in five minutes, and we're like, what are you talking about in five minutes? So we're sitting there waiting on our food, and of course it takes forever, and mm-hmm. then two minutes later, there I see Greenville SC tweeting, we're going to play in, legitimately say, we're going to play in five minutes, barring, barring any lightning. Of course, they kick off, and I'm like, what is going on? This, this food's taking forever. I'm like, I'm about to leave my food, which is very unlike me. Yeah, that doesn't sound like something Ben would do. Yeah. but um, And then next thing I know, uh, Greenville FC scores. So, and it was, I think it was almost uh, right after the second half started. So that kind of changed things, of course, because I mean, going down – uh, 2-0 or 0-2, whichever way you want to look at it, it's not a great situation, especially going into a soppy pitch like that. But, um, yeah, it was pretty crazy. I ended up getting there towards uh, – I still got there for a good 20 minutes or so. I was able to catch a good bit of both the second half. But um, it was back and forth. But when I got there, it seemed like Greenville was kind of controlling the game and Nashville was playing more of a defensive style. Um, which was a little bit a good bit different than the first half when they uh, were getting some some okay opportunities, but nothing as good as those two chances they did have. Uh, but yeah, Greenville just kept pressuring them and pressuring them, and uh, I want to say it was off a set piece. Greenville FC kind of tied it up, uh, but it was just a gritty goal, and at that it was kind of it was anybody's game because there was a couple chances here, chances there for both clubs because it was a wide open game at that point I and mean, it was back and forth and all that kind of thing so it was all things considered it was a fun game to watch um and i was just happy that we, were, we played the second half because I, I i was pretty well expecting it to get um lightning storm delay lightning storm delay and, mm-hmm. and then have the game potentially 
um, called off because of that. Um, so that I was afraid they weren't even going to play anymore, and it was just kind of going to end at the, the 2-0 victory for uh, for Asheville. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, definitely good for Greenville that they did. Uh, they were able to continue and uh, get a point back. So, I mean, that's yeah. uh, good on them and uh, really impressive. Uh, uh, I think I saw you tweeted that uh, you've never been part of a game that had a weather delay that wasn't interesting. And yeah. I can attest to that. We've all, always seen whenever it does come back, crazy stuff happens. And uh, mm-hmm. so that's pretty cool. Just shame you ha- you missed some of it for pizza. <laughs> I know, right? And the pizza wasn't even that good. That was the worst. Aww. So I was like, if, if it, I mean, it was good. It, it did its job. It, right. It killed off my hunger, but it was uh, yeah. nothing to write home about. No, it was just it was funny that it, that whole uh, course of action happened. It was <laughs> yeah. I, I've learned to never leave and, and never trust Mother Nature. Once mm. you think you know it's going to happen, it does the opposite and makes you look foolish. So <laughs> yeah. So uh, now uh, I don't know if there's anything in particular you wanted to mention about the the Classico. You seem to cover it pretty well, but uh, I did want to mention that you are planning on being on. You're smarter than us. The Asheville podcast on what was it Tuesday to talk about the game a little bit with him? So let's yeah. Go up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're gonna do do a little bit of a post match recap kind of thing. Just talk about the supporters groups and things like that, and just uh, yeah, talk about some some rivalries, I guess. Yeah. Mm, yeah. So that that's, that'll probably be good. Uh, I, I really enjoy that podcast. So everyone check that out. It should be out. Uh, I don't want to say, but sometime later this week for sure it'll be out. And yeah. um, yeah, but was there anything else you wanted to mention about a Classico? No, I mean, I, th- I just definitely want to say it was a good atmosphere there. I mean, it was – I really liked Serene Stadium. and it was. Mm-hmm. I was curious how things were going to be because I think it's technically a high school football field. Mm-hmm. Um, so, honestly, I was concerned about this, concerned about that, the quality of the pitch, football lines, of course, which mm. are obviously never fun. Um, but no right. football lines. The pitch looked – pretty good all things considered i mean it especially considering the rain that had come there before that day and after mm-hmm. uh after the second the first half i should say but yeah it was i really liked it there it's uh it looks like a worn in stadium which is it's cool it's uh i don't know if you listened to it but the total soccer show did like a uh um qualities of like a really good stadium and mm-hmm. one of the uh one of the hosts, I forget which one, he was saying that it's nice to go to a stadium that has like some history to it. And like, you mm-hmm. can tell that it's been worn into and that kind of thing. And you could just feel that with serenity. Like you could tell, it may not, uh, that I know of have some soccer history there, but you can tell that like games that have meant something have been played there. And you could just tell that there was a historic venue and it's really cool to see uh, Greenville FC kind of, rejuvenate that type of thing and it, it was cool to to watch a soccer match there it definitely didn't feel like we were playing in a a field that we shouldn't be playing on i guess you could say hmm. well uh, that sounds pretty awesome and i hate i missed it yeah. um yeah. hopefully i can come down to greenville in the future i'm sure i'll catch a classico there uh, in future seasons for sure if nothing else and um yeah i'm glad you had fun down there as well uh and uh but speaking of talking about you know you're going to be talking with tim and uh doing that podcast cross motion that won't be the only time we do a uh 
a crossover with podcasts in the next week or so because our next visit is to Asheville City, yeah, yeah. Uh, where we'll be watching the Asheville women play uh, friendly. And we'll be doing a co-interview uh, with Tim of You're Smarter Than Us, where we'll be interviewing Stacy Enos, the um, coach of Asheville City, and uh, possibly a player. We're not quite sure yet. We're, uh, Tim's still in the middle of setting all that up. But we definitely know we'll be talking with Stacy Enos. So uh, be on the lookout for that. We'll be, you know, letting you guys all know about the atmosphere. And hopefully the weather will be a bit better than it was in Greenville. Although I did just look at the weather app, and it's currently saying it's going to be a thunderstorm Saturday in Asheville. Yeah, I just looked at that too. But I, yeah. I, we're going to cross our fingers that that's uh, Mother Nature trying to toy with us again. Yeah, because I, I definitely don't <laughs> want to have a situation where two weeks in a row we end up just having to blindly recap it after the fact. And, uh, yeah. you know, it's definitely a lot more fun whenever we get involved with the atmosphere, record while we're there, and talk with people and all that good stuff. So, uh, yeah. But um, as far as that goes, obviously that's going to be one of our games of the week we recommend you guys tune into. I mean, Mystery Soccer 3000 and all that. Um, but, Ben, do you have any other games of the week that you would like to recommend? Yeah, so Greenville FC will be uh, going on the road for uh, their second away match of the season. Uh, they're going to try to t- take some uh, momentum from coming back against the, the first blue club of the, the season and go play the uh, the other blue club in the, the conference. I think it's the mm-hmm. only other blue club in the conference. I don't know. Is it international blue? Oh, I think they are blue. There's a lot of blue clubs in this conference. Blue is a popular color. It is, apparently. But, uh, yeah, Chattanooga FC. They'll be playing up there in the state of Tennessee. So it should be a, a pretty darn good matchup. Mm. And uh, I think that may technically be the first match of uh, CFC's uh, regular season because I know they had uh, they had a match scheduled against International. Yeah, uh, that was postponed. Delayed or whatever, yeah. Yeah. So that'll be interesting to see how those two teams uh, square off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the other main match that I think I would uh, recommend for the week is on Friday the 17th when Tobacco Road hosts uh, Lionsbridge. Uh, that should be a good one. It definitely should be available for streaming uh, through Tobacco Road. That should be you know good to see. Uh, Tobacco Road's always a good competitor, and Lionsbridge being uh, positioned as one of the teams people think will be you know leaders in the South Atlantic, see how they do, you know continuing on i promise i'm not going to recommend lions bridge every week it just looks like the most appealing matchup other than uh asheville hosting the bantams the night before uh mm. i definitely like yep. that just but it's a friendly and i've recommended asheville so much i feel like i need to spread it around a bit <laughs> <laughs> but um so that's pretty much it as far as uh soccer related stuff so ben um as you know we are very proud members of the beautiful game network and uh, uh, I was curious, what is your BGN podcast of the week? My BGN podcast of the week mm-hmm. will be the USL show, which oh, is going big. Yeah, I've been. Uh, I, I, it's not that I've been forgetting about this one. I've been holding on to it. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's it's a really good podcast that unsurprisingly covers the USL uh, championship more specifically. But it's it it kind of just feels like you're a fly on the wall listening to some friends talk about the league in a not a casual way but a fun way it's Mm -hmm. it's very um it's both informative and humorous at the same time i feel like so it's a good list yeah and and uh usl show uh is definitely one that i uh enjoy because 
the reason that I always ask Ben for BGM podcasts, he never asks me listeners, is because I only listen to a couple of uh, soccer-related podcasts because I don't have nearly the amount of time that Ben does to listen to podcasts, and I also just cannot bring myself to listen to 20 different team-specific podcasts on top of it. But USL Show gives you a good overview of what's going on in USL Championship, and uh, it's a really good listen, so you should check it out. And of course, to the first 17 people who subscribe using the code Amateur Hour, Ben has agreed to drive your in-laws to the airport. <laughs> did I agree to that? You did. You always agree to these. I can't. <laughs> okay. I can't. I mean, it's on the internet, Ben. I'm not lying. <laughs> if I true, say it, yes. it's got to be true. So um, yeah. So I would um, bring podcaster codes. So that's that's must I do that. Indeed. So it's definitely true. So. Uh, yeah, guys, be on the lookout for that interview uh, Ben's going to have with Tim a little later this week on You're Smarter Than Us, and uh, we'll talk to you next week for Nashville.